If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. North Macedonia beat Germany 2-1 with goals from Goran Pandev and Elif Elimas. Poor Germans being defeated by a 37-year-old former West Brom midfielder, Goran Pandev. Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter as always, Brad. How are you on this Thursday afternoon? I'm doing alright. The sun was nice while it lasted, I guess. Yes, but well, I am absolutely jubilant. The international period is finally over until June. We can yeah. celebrate. Insert uh, non-copyrighted music, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the international fixtures finished yesterday and uh, England played Poland and won 2-1 thanks to uh, goals from Harry Kane from the penalty spot and a header from Harry Maguire with five minutes remaining. Though there was a scare for a while as it was 1-1 after Jakob Moda did equalise just before the hour mark for Poland. Uh, you, I told you it wouldn't be an easy England victory. We've we got to give full credit to John Stones to try and make it a little bit interesting. <laughs> yeah. Only he could just make every England fan go back to hating him, thinking, oh, God, we've gone back to 2017 John Stones again. But instead, he turns good in the last couple of minutes. Yeah, just and even Harry Maguire getting back on the score sheet. We really were back in 2018. <laughs> yeah. Honest to God, it was strange seeing them two link up for a goal. It's just strange seeing people call him Slabhead again. Unfortunately for Manchester United fans, if they've got this year's calendar, they get to look at him for the whole month as he's April's oh. <laughs> player of the month. But yeah, um, three wins out of three for Gareth Southgate's side. And the next time, like I said, will be uh, for the actual Euros in the summer now. Well, it'd be the friendlies before it, which I believe are Austria and Romania, unless one other one gets organised before then. Oh, are they like the start of June? Yeah, a bit like warm friendlies. They're not at Wembley. Oh, I'm not going to watch them anyway because <laughs> it's pointless. But yeah, once again, uh, good performance from Declan Rice in midfield, Mason Mount as well. Both played yeah. really well, I'd say. For me- for me, they were the only two that could come out of this guaranteeing their starts. Yeah, like, I think like an overall majority saying, yeah, they're starters. Yeah, 100%. there's probably others in that list, but you know, mm-hmm. obviously not including Harry Kane because we know that's obvious. Yeah, and I think people are starting to realise, okay, Mason Mount, this isn't just like he's he was good under Frank Lampard because he's been trusted, but he's actually a really good player because if he's done it under Thomas Tuchel now as well and he's doing it on a regular basis for Gareth Southgate he actually he actually has to be a half decent player rather than just 
this little wonder hype because he was getting games under Frank Lampard. And we know why the, the hate, I guess it was, was drawn onto him in the first place. It was because he was being slightly made to be a scapegoat in the whole Grealish stuff. Mm. When they were completely different players, and you can definitely play both. Oh, yeah, 100%. You can literally play at starting 11 of Mount Foden and Grealish in the same team. Yeah. Like that midfield three, ideally, in the most ideal world would be Rice in that DM. Yeah. Then you have Mount as your number eight floating all over. And then you put mm. Foden in the more advanced role. Yeah. And then you have Grealish on the left with Sterling. I think we said this on Monday anyway, but it's, mm. it's easy. But whether Southgate will make it that easy is another question. No, that because Calvin to... Phillips is probably starting. Oh, for the love of God, please. Just because it's all right against your Poles and all that, the mid-level lot, because you want to be a bit more secure defence, but it's against your Croatians, you've got to offer some. Mm, 100% you do. We need to have as many creative options on that field from the start as possible. Yeah, then, but you know... Then you, and then you make the subs at the end when you start trying to secure the lead. Yeah, but you know what Gareth Southgate's like, you won't do any of this, what we're suggesting. I also admire that Gareth Southgate decided to follow the Dean Smith approach by making his subs after the 85th minute. Mm, I'm just having a quick look now. He, it was 86 minutes when Reese James came on, 89th minute for Calvert-Lewin and then Lingard came on just before stoppage. Or was it in stoppage time or had they just entered it? I think it was just before the stoppage time, the Lingard one. Yeah, so it makes... Uh, no sense as to why you'd make them that late on, considering you already had the lead. Right, the other home nations teams that played this uh, week, their final game, Scotland beat the Faroe Islands 4-0 with goals from John McGinn scoring a brace, Ryan Frazier and Shea Adams. Northern Wait, Ireland, go on. Question, where's this McGinn been all season? I know. <laughs> He's turned into absolute... Maybe midfield maestro over this maybe international break. Maybe we need to play like, more further forward for us. Because if Greenish is the wide man now, you could easily play McGinn in like, the attacking role. Yep. Get him forward, allow him to score. You rejuvenate him. Definitely so. McGinn has to call him back. <laughs> uh, Northern Ireland played a 0-0 draw with Bulgaria. Uh, Wales beat Czech Republic 1-0 thanks to a goal from Dan James. Nine minutes from time, that was... Uh, both teams played with ten men. Patrick Schick got sent off early on in the second half of the Czech Republic, whilst Conor Roberts got a second yellow card 13 minutes from time in that game. And the Republic of Ireland, they... What did they play? I can't remember the Republic. I think they played yesterday. I think they... But we know they lost a lot Luxembourg like not long ago, and I think they drew to Qatar. Yeah, because it wasn't it just like a random friendly they had. Yeah, no, it was a draw. I just remembered it was a draw because they were unhappy about something afterwards. Yeah, one-one draw. Uh, James McLean scored early on for Republic of Ireland, and then Mahmoud Muntari equalised for Qatar just after half time. Elsewhere, quick roundup: uh, Azerbaijan lost two-one to Serbia. Portugal beat Luxembourg 3-1. That was despite going down uh, 1-0 after 30 minutes, though. Goals from Diogo Jota, Cristiano Ronaldo and João Palfinha gave the Portuguese side the victory. 
Elsewhere yesterday, uh, Belgium put eight past Belarus in their group, in the same group as Wales. Netherlands got back to winning ways, put in seven past Gibraltar. Norway beat Montenegro 1-0. Turkey and Latvia played out a 3-3 draw. Cyprus beat Slovenia 1-0. Croatia beat Malta 3-0. Slovakia beat Russia 2-1. Greece and Georgia played out a 1-1 draw. Spain beat Kosovo 3-1. Italy beat Lithuania 2-0. France beat Bosnia 1-0. Ukraine and Kazakhstan played out a 1-1 draw. Denmark beat Austria 4-0. Israel beat Moldova 4-1. Hungary beat Andorra by the same scoreline. Albania beat San Marino 2-0. Armenia beat Romania 3-2. Iceland beat Liechtenstein 4-1. And the surprise of this whole thing. North Macedonia beat Germany 2-1. We've got from Goran Pandev and Elif Elimas. Poor Germans being defeated by a 37-year-old former West Brom midfielder, Goran Pandev. What do you even say oh, to... You, you know exactly what you say. Oh, shite. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely crazy how... That's, what do you even say to that now about Germany? Sack Joachim Lowe. Oh, wait. Yeah. He's going out the end of this year. Um... It wouldn't be the most surprising if we saw now just went on our phones and just checked. Oh, he's been sacked. Okay. Oh, it's a time recording. He hasn't bought. Yeah, it's. I don't even know what to say. That, that team is in the lowest place it's been for a while. Yeah. There just seems to be no togetherness with it. Um, so strange considering how good they used to be playing. They're looking at the lineup now yesterday. Tashtagen in goal, Chan, Rudiger, Ginter, Kimmich, Carstens, Gundawan, Goretzka, Sane, Havertz, and Gnabry. Was it? Yes. Go on. Was what yesterday? Was Timo Werner's horrendous miss yesterday? It was in that game. Jesus Christ, someone needs to tell him how to shoot the football. I don't want to encourage a pile on because. Sky have already done that by labelling the highlights Werner misses the sitter. I don't know, even mentioning what the score was. Just yeah. clearly going for the clicks there, them lot. Oh, it was a shocker. Oh, 100% a shocker. I tell you what he needs to go and do. Go watch some of the videos of the Chelsea women's team over the last few days and watch Sam Kerr and Fran Kerr who put in the ball into net or even pin it harder. They all know how to score rather than him. Start training that with is a man. <laughs> yeah, that is a man who. I don't know what is wrong with him? I confidence thing in it is just lacking. Yeah, massively, and you just gotta hope for his sake that over the off season he can find his shooting boots again and come good for Chelsea next season. As to what we was used to with him at RB Leipzig. Well, like we said, that is the end of the international break now until the summer, and we have a full set of Premier League fixtures to look forward to. Finally. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. beautiful. Because we can't even say it's been short, because it wasn't the last set of inter- games, only like four of them, because it was also a fake weekend before the international break. I don't remember. It feels like this one has gone on more quickly, despite there being more fixtures. Mm, I can't remember. All right, anyway, so what we have this weekend on Saturday is Chelsea-West Brom. 
in Leeds, Sheffield United, and then the two big games to round off the day, Leicester versus Man City and Arsenal-Liverpool. Sunday, Southampton play Burnley, Newcastle play Tottenham, Aston Villa play Fulham, Man United play Brighton, and then on Monday, we have Everton, Crystal Palace and Wolves, West Ham. Some spicy fixtures. Yeah. If I say so myself. Yeah, they do look really good. <sighs> the only two games you'd say Chelsea and Leeds are just going to absolutely thrash them two teams. Yeah. Well, I can't predict thrashings anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. And we said we'll never predict in our Leeds game again, so we can uh, definitely tr- rule out trying to predict that one. Well, actually, I've got just read something in the Albion news. They've extended the contract of one of their most important members. Who? Hey. The Boilerman mascot. <laughs> Yay! Yes. The league's second best mascot, in my opinion. After? After the great Bella the Lion. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't have a particular favourite mascot. I don't think I ever will do. Yeah, like you said, very good. Fred the Red. I think in particular, I'm just start off a mascot. Seem. We all know Gunnosaurus is king. So. But is he still around? Yeah, they hired him back. Remember, Meza Urza was paying his contract. Yeah, but I didn't know of exactly is he still there okay. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah like you say we could definitely got some can we get a chance on it we're gonna sort of we need an emergency letter to see if he's still all right so let's pray that he's still in the job um which we might be able to find out on saturday afternoon as they play in liverpool at the emirates stadium so <laughs> at eight o'clock injury news i haven't got a solomon clue whether liverpool have got anyone alive or well, i don't think he's playing it, so... i mean jürgen klopp could do with him forget Mikel arteta jürgen klopp needs him can he play sense of it he's big enough <laughs> <laughs> Heading will be a decent uh, thing. Yeah, um, I don't even care who wins these games because both teams aren't doing anything this season. That game, anyway. So, <laughs> so you, you know, fans—they're just—they're not relevant anymore. <laughs> no, neither of them are relevant. I mean, Liverpool were in seventh place, and Arsenal were even lower than that in ninth. So. Definitely not relevant. Uh, however, the game beforehand is the one of very particular interest, which is uh, Leicester City hosting Pep Guardiola's Manchester City at half past five from the King Power Stadium. I mean, every Man United fan's going to be supporting Leicester this weekend for this game. Oh, your your total is over. Stop hoping. Just let's being weird, being with Leicester because their home form isn't what it. As well as you'd expect it, it would have been from this season. Uh, they're pretty poor at home, as have most teams this season. Yeah, they've got the seventh best record at home this season, whilst uh, they have the best away form in the league this season, which is very strange to see. Mm. But then again, they are facing the team that are impending champions. Yeah. And there was the news earlier on this week that uh, Sergio Aguero would be leaving the Citizens uh, this summer as a free agent after 10 years, is he at the club? That's that one, the year before the title. Yeah. The, the title season that obviously made 
that era of players and he's the last one left yeah an incredible talent and you even as a fan of football you just got to say yeah what he's done to the premier league is absolutely crazy he scored over 250 goals in his time in the premier league and this helped city in the most crucial point times as you said that title winning season literally the last kick of the game when they their first title in over 44 years he's immortalized for that alone he didn't need to do anything else after that yeah it should be interesting yeah. to see uh who city replacing with because obviously there's been the talk of yeah. danny yings erlen carland the obvious one of being lean on messi it's interesting to see where pep and that go we all know that that Harlan and Ings thing is literally expectation reality. Reality, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lord, imagine if that happens. Oh, Danny Ings, that one. It would just look away. It's like a FIFA transfer from like when you just started simming on Korea Mahood for, for a certain amount of years and you'd see Man City sign Danny Ings for like 50 million. You're like, hang on, what's going on here? Absolutely crazy. Well, yeah. I'm surprised that Danny Ings being worth 50 million, let alone signing him. True. Yeah, two very good games to end Saturday afternoon on. And then. Actually, if I could. Um, like, well, I just want to say that if only the stakes were higher in Leeds and Sheffield United, because that's a very tasty Yorkshire derby. Yes. Well, like we said before, Sheffield United don't really have anything to play for, just pride now. Because we all know they're resigned to going down to the championship next season. Leeds United, again, a team that don't have anything to play for. They're not challenging for Europe. They're not threatened by relegation. They're just going to coast along for now for the rest of the season. I think unless they have like a massive blip where for the rest of the season they don't win a game and somehow go down, which I don't see happening. That. Their aim now is to just finish ahead of the team who play Fulham in our next games on Sunday. It is Villa Fulham. Yes. So Jack Grealish has been back in training this week and obviously potentially back in the team for this weekend. How so happy are you? So beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He looks beautiful. I mean, how many games was it now? He's missed eight to ten, is it? But I see it feels was, like it. it. It was a whole month, <laughs> which it I said up. at the start. It's not going to be a month. Don't listen. They're all lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll be back for the game at the weekend. He'll be back. He's fine. I mean, you didn't specify which weekend, but you did say he'd be back at the weekend. I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Does that give you a bit more confidence heading into this one? No. <laughs> Well, yeah, considering how well Fulham are doing and... Uh, just, uh, I just hope this international break is, like, reset everything. Yeah. Dean Smith and Jake uh, have been in. Uh, what happened the last time Grealish came back from a long-standing injury? You won promotion? Well, that was the one thing, but what was the main crux of that? You went unbeaten. We went on a 10-game winning streak. And how many games are left? For Villa, 10. Yep. And... Champions League, here we go. I mean, technically, you could... If Man City and every other team was to lose every game for the remainder of the season, Aston Villa was to win, Aston Villa can still technically win the league on goal difference. Don't be silly. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Don't be silly. What I said, Even I'm what I said. ambitious. <laughs> yeah. But 
yeah, of course, it is mathematically impossible. However, another team that are still technically in the league title challenge is Manchester United, and they play Brighton and Hove Albion after the Aston Villa game. Just give it up. <laughs> I'm not saying I've got hope that United will win the league, but it's still technically there. We look at the top four. Where are you all are going? Oh, yeah. I don't even know what's going to happen. Um, no news on whether De Gea is back. I think he should be back for this game after missing the last three or four due to his wife giving birth to a child. Um, don't know the injury status on Anthony Martial as well as he went off uh, for France the other day. So with Rashford as well. Yeah. One. Though I think he should be fine because he has obviously missed all of this international break. So there's things pointless call up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's been pointless call-ups and then there's that. But yeah, I think United should comfortably win that one against uh, Graham Potter's side and then get the three points needed. Good games even on Easter Monday. Everton Palace should be quite entertaining. And then Wolves West Ham to finish off the weekend. Yeah, some nice fixtures for the first couple back since the whatever the hell that international break was. Annoying international break. That's what that was. Uh, something else I can encourage as well. The championship is now starting to get in its hot run in the last month of action. The championship is always good this month. Uh, it's it's from this point I really start taking interest in the championship now because it just yeah. can't call it. Yeah, so um, we've obviously got games on Good Friday and Easter Monday this week. So on Friday, and there's one game on Saturday, you got Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, Bristol City, Stoke, Cardiff, Nottingham, Derby, Luton, Millwall, Rotherham, Preston, Norwich, QPR, Coventry, Watford, Sheffield, Wednesday, Wickham, Blackburn, Barnsley, Reading, Birmingham, Swansea, and then on Saturday, Huddersfield, Brentford. Oh, it, it, this, like you said, this time of the season, about eight... No, no, no. Uh, yeah, eight games left or so for some teams. It's just... Oh. If you don't rob them of 12 of them left because they've just not been playing at all. There are two COVID breaches. Not breaches. The breach is the wrong word. They've, they've been infected in the camp twice. Yeah. Which raised questions and there was like poor seduction talks. <laughs> mm. But yeah, it's close at the bottom. Anyone who knows, well, at the end of this month, I could be a very smug person. Birmingham City go down, basically. I can dream. Oh, just think, 10 years from winning the League Cup, they get relegated to League One. Oh, oh, oh. That would actually be quite funny. If it happens, it happens. Mm. And at the top of the table, you've got to say, Norwich are running away with the league. It's nice surprise, isn't it? They're the biggest yo-yo club in the country. Yeah. Definitely, and then uh, Ben Foster and Co at Watford are doing really well as well. I think they're on a five or six game on beaten run. I want them to win the playoffs, just for the the vlogs, just for extreme vlogs, just for the Wembley celebration vlogs. If there's a fan attendance, which they potentially could be, because I know they've said that it's going to be fans for the FA Cup semi-finals. Well, there's only the one they're doing. I don't know which one. It's whichever one is more easier to do in terms of travel hmm. I don't know what that would be I don't think they actually confirmed which one it would be but I would no. never it's, it's, difficult. it's very difficult with them because Chelsea is obviously London based which would make it easier yeah and do Manchester City have enough fans outside of Manchester do Manchester City have fans 
<laughs> they have no fans in Manchester. <laughs> yeah, let's get them. Let's get not outside of Manchester, inside of Manchester first. Do they have enough have, fans? Have they accumulated? But my question was, have they accumulated enough glory hunters yet? Oh God, yes, of course they have. <laughs> Soon as Pep Guardiola took over, they covered. It, it, it would be more easy to do if it was Man United, not Man United against Chelsea. Oh, true, as they always say, because they're all from London. I'm just about to say that, but ha ha. Uh, yeah, going back to the championship, like you said, these last seven or eight games, absolutely great running, and it is close who will go up, who goes down, and what happens with everyone else. We'll definitely keep an eye on it. Definitely keep an eye on it, and we'll bring you more updates for about the last few games of the season. Right. Onto the women's football now, and my God, has it been a busy week? Anything so, happened? Uh, no. <laughs> so we've had Champions League action this week. Chelsea played Wolfsburg yesterday and won three nil thanks to goals from Frank Kirby, Sam Kerr, and Penilla Harder to make them win five one and aggregate and go through to the semi finals. And Manchester City, they beat Barcelona 2-1 on the day, but lost 4-2 on aggregate. Samuels and Janine Becky did score for Gareth Taylor's side. However, it wasn't enough after they lost 3-0 in the first leg, uh, which is absolute credit for them to bring it close in the second leg. But Barcelona have been an absolute different animal this season. And... Did we nearly see a Liverpool star comeback from Man City? Close, but I think once uh, Asia Ashola scored that goal for Barcelona, he just made it even harder than for Man City to get back into it. It would have been the easiest headline ever because they will the comeback defeats are fully ingrained in this mess of a football club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's still. Well, PSG versus Lyon got cancelled due to uh, a lot of cases in the PS- um, Lyon camp, and there's been four yeah. more today as of time of recording. Because France seems to be hit again. Yeah, massively. Yeah, as they've entered a new lockdown over there. And uh, Bayern Munich play Rosengard later on today, on Thursday, as time recording. Uh, they have a 3 0 lead in that one. There's obviously. Uh, Big news yesterday on Wednesday that Arsenal manager Joe Montemurro will be leaving after three and a half years at the North London club at the end of this season uh, to go back home to Australia to spend time with his family. Uh, He said he made the decision back in February, but only told the players yesterday. So they still have five more, three, four, one, two, three, four, five more games left this season, including this weekend where they'll play Bristol City at Twerton Park. So is that a you obviously have the sport for Arsenal. Is that was it shocking? It's one of them where it's kind of surprising that he has announced it because there was many fans that aren't obviously massive fans of his tactics and how he plays at times. But I, I, I think he, I was expecting more. A second would have happened, not this season necessarily. Maybe if they didn't get the if they don't get Champions League, possibly, but. Yeah, it is a surprise because, I mean, in his time there, he's had 82 wins, 6 draws and 22 losses and only won the Women's Super League once, which was in his uh, first full season there. But yeah, it's a bit of a surprise to have that news come out yesterday. I don't think anyone was expecting it, to be honest. Yeah, and it seems that he's gone out in his own terms in the right fashion, I guess. 
Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, definitely wasn't one of them that Arsenal were going to get rid of him. It didn't seem. But mm. uh, and you understand his reasons for leaving as well. Oh yeah, I mean, three and a half years away from your family, and obviously this past year isn't going to isn't have been easy for him because obviously of the lockdown and not being able to travel anywhere. So that's what's made it even harder for him. Be interesting to see who Arsenal do get in uh, as their next manager. Uh, and they the said they still was not available. Yes. However, you can actually apply for it if you have a UEFA license because they're advertising it on the club website. Shame you have qualified then. Yes. <laughs> Earlier on this week, Hegarisa announced the England Lionesses squad. Twenty-four players called up for the two games against France and Canada. However, the Possibly could be that France game cancelled as it is meant to happen in uh, eight days from now. And obviously with all the stuff that's going on in France, uh, possibly could there be the postponement of that? And it could just be like an interfriendly between the England sides? I mean, I've seen nothing of football games, but if they're obviously travelling to France, that would make it a bit more... Boring. Yeah, they are. That's the thing. So I think it's going to be one over the next few days definitely to keep an eye out on because France have announced their squad uh, for their games. But like you said, with this new lockdown and positive cases coming out in France, it seems like it could potentially be postponed. But the squad uh, was is as follows. Karen Barsley, Sandy McGeever, Ellie Robert, Carly Telford as the four goalkeepers. Defence of Millie Bright, Lucy Brown, Neve Charles, who gets her first full call and could potentially make her debut. Rachel Daly, Alex Greenwood, Demi Stokes, Millie Turner, who could also make her first England cap for Hegarisa, Leah Williamson, Lots of Vubben Moy, Fran Kirby, Jordan Nobbs, Jill Scott, Georgia Stanway, Ella Toon, Kira Walsh, Beth England, Lauren Hemp, Chloe Kelly, Beth Mead and Ellen White. Uh, for me, I think, I don't understand why she's got four keepers in this, especially Karen Bardsley and Carly Telford. They don't even play for their clubs. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Very strange as to why Hegarisa has done that, but she's obviously done it for actual reasons. Uh, on Wednesday evening, I think it was, uh, FIFA announced the 10 cities that will play host to the 2023 World Cup, and they are Adelaide, Auckland, Brisbane, Dundin, Hamilton, Melbourne, Perth, Sydney, and Wellington. Obviously, the tournament being played across Australia and New Zealand, so that is something to look forward to. And we do have a full set of fixtures to look forward to in the WSL this weekend. Starting off on Saturday between Reading, West Ham, and then Sunday you have Chelsea, Birmingham, Everton, Aston Villa, Tottenham, Man City, Bristol City, Arsenal, and Brighton, and Hope Albion versus Manchester United. So both Manchester United are playing Brighton this weekend. What are the chances? Yes. So definitely something to look forward to as this is the last set of fixtures before the international break. Yeah. Should we get to? I say we do the predictions league for for now. Yeah, I was about to hand it over to you for the predictions league. Actually, oh, again, what are the chances? <laughs> You'd think we planned this year. Only partial. So, six games, three in the Premier League as always, and three random leagues. A reminder that you're on ninety-eight points, and I'm on one hundred and twenty-five heading into this weekend's fixtures. So far away. The end of season comeback is on from now. We start with Leicester versus Manchester City. Um, Leicester, Man City. 
I'm going to go 2-1 to Man City. I predict. A riot? Just, it's not funny. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to do it. No, I said brick 2 all. The old Desmond has came out early this week. I, pre- I predict Kelechi and Acho haunts his old club. Wow. In the week Aguero announces leaving, Kelechi and Acho does, does a little wave <laughs> towards Pep Guardiola. Oh, that really would be incredible. What's to stop them trying to sign him? He'd be a nice option for him. Probably cost him about 50 million to get him back because didn't Leicester pay it's a lot cheaper than what they'd be paying in Haaland. True. And more worth it than Ings. <laughs> yes. Anyway, predictions are Arsenal Liverpool. Um, I have no idea what to say for this one. Well, it's not an Anfield. <laughs> yeah, but that means nothing because Arsenal is just as bad at the Emirates Stadium. It's just as shit at home, right? <laughs> I'll go with a 1 1 draw. Hopefully, Abamyang sorts his hair out by then because that fucking hair, that's got his awful. Christ <laughs> I want to know what bet he lost. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Do you know what else is that? 1-1 Okay Final game from the Premier League We have The pointless clash now It looks like Between Southampton and Burnley From St Mary's Yep um, I'm not going to say shared I'm just going to continue his international form And the Saints win 2-0 I, I wouldn't even call it international form <laughs> I mean, did he score? He was on form before, he was on form before it was one goal in the international break. Calm down. Mickey and I three of them. <laughs> one of them was an absolute worldie as well. He only scores worldies. Sure. 2-0 Southampton. Do you want to copy me any more this weekend? John, what is not even listening when you said you don't know? <laughs> I didn't realise it was the same one. Yes, okay, so what are the three European games we've got this week? Yeah. Number one, it had to be. First versus second in the Bundesliga. Red Bull Leipzig. Here at home. It is in Leipzig. Just so I'll make sure I write it down correctly. So, um, well, with the injury news that uh, Robert Lewandowski said to miss a month uh, for Bayern Munich, I'm still going to go Bayern 2-1. Bayern are certainly not a one-man team. Yeah. They will win 3-1. You don't know how much I wanted to say 2-1. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, I had a feeling you was going to say 2-1 as well. I mean, there's no one to stop me saying 2-1. <laughs> well, there is now because I've written it down and you can't change. Game number five. Yeah. Well, it should go ahead. Obviously, no one say it won't. But PSG take on Lille this weekend. I mean, if it does go ahead, which I think all sporting, as of Tom recording all sporting fixtures in France. I'm still going to head. I'm going to go with 3 1 PSG. Oh, change that because I've written 33 1. And I don't no, think you can't it. change it. <laughs> no, I had 33 1. And I exactly, meant you've just changed it. Yeah, but I said 3 1. I didn't, I never said it would be 33 1, did I? He's just admitted to cheating on the podcast. <laughs> it's, not, it's not cheating. I just accidentally double clicked 3. That's what they all say. If PSG oh, scored 33 goals in one game, then Jesus Christ, I'd be worried. This isn't the women's team. They wouldn't or haven't. Depends on the point. True. Also, 2 1 on this one. 
Okay, and the final game. Two PSG. I never made it clear. Two PSG. <laughs> yeah, I, I had written it down as two PSG anyway. I kind of had a feeling you meant PSG would win. Final game. Bit more out there, but it is in Italy. Okay. Because this weekend is the, I believe it is the Turin derby between Torino and Juventus. Well, I mean, that is a derby. It's Turin derby, I didn't know it was specifically. Considering Juventus are called Juventus Turin and Torino is in Turin. I thought it had a different name. Nope, literally just called the Turin derby. Right. It's really good. Um, I think Juve will win. Oh. I'm gonna go four nil to Juventus. Fuck me. Why? Oh no! Don't do that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm not going to obviously, but why? Oh, I need that out. Christ. <laughs> What was your big shock of my scoreline? I don't know Torino near the bottom, but Juventus isn't fitting anymore 4 0 lately. No, Ronaldo's still angry after throwing his armband on the floor. He's going to score goals. Both teams are only going to win this one 2 0. Okay. Interesting results we have and predictions. So let's hope we can do well towards the end of the week and um, which we'll recap next week uh at the start of it right so we also have the champions league back next week which we'll talk about as well on next week's show and apparently Real Madrid all coming freaking fast enough some of it yes uh apparently Real Madrid have confirmed that Ramos has suffered a muscle injury whilst on the international duty for Spain oh no how are we gonna get the salmon Ramos revenge. No, don't worry. He'll he'll be fit for one. <laughs> Ramos would play with one leg if he could. Yeah, which is what he's going to make Salah do by the end of that. Game. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, right. So it's on to. Did you see that now? show where we find the weird and wonderful stories from around the world of football that you may have missed and i have one this week and i've got to give courtesy to the football ramble for this post and it is is also a great podcast and it is serbian defender uras vitas has got a tattoo now you're going to be like okay nothing too strange about someone having a tattoo is there I've missed this. However, it's what no. the tattoo is of, and I'm going to show Brad now. Oh, it's, of his, it's that one. <laughs> it's of his wife's face on the side of his body. See, I'd already seen it was the TikTok of someone making it move. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's strong. It's the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Just, yeah, I don't know what I to say. I get divorced now. He's just going to have it. Oh, oh, why? Wait, is there is there like a, a visual metaphor in that that she'll never leave his side? 
well played, well played. <laughs> Quite literally now, if you want. That, that was a brilliant uh, play on words. I'll give you that. The, yeah, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was definitely one of the weirder photos I've seen. What goes through some people's heads? Do you know what? Can I get my wolf's face on the side of my body? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't even... We'll go into the guy in the tattoo but it's just like, yeah mate <laughs> I want this um, you doing that moment I have no idea do, do you tell him get out <laughs> you just don't do it hmm. um, here's a nice wholesome story that I've just came across so it's to do with uh, Richarlison of Everton and it says it's Seven-year-old Everton fan Charlie, whose favourite person is Richarlison, begged his mum to walk past the Brazilian's home star so he could take a look. The youngster spotted Richarlison in the window and began waving at him. As the little boy and his mother were ready to head off, the Everton star told him to wait and bring in him a shirt. He came down with the shirt, signed it and posed for a photo with the kid, which is very nice of the Brazilian. It's nice. Not a Covid safe right now, but it's very nice. <laughs> Jesus, he's gone fully bald again, by the way. Yeah, fair play to him. Can we get to the as the end point of this show? This fantastic story from Don Fabrizio. Go on then, I'll allow you to run with it. Oh, do I have to, man thinks he's still in April Fool's by the looks of it. So, what's this room that the Barcelona now supposedly in the Erling Haaland route? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't see it. Well, I thought they didn't have the fun tour. <laughs> How can we have one point where they say, yeah, they can't afford him, so now, yeah, we're going to sign Erling Haaland. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Uh, so what the story is, if uh, you have missed it, is apparently Erling Haaland's agent, Mina Raiola, and his father, Alfie Inga, are in Barcelona to meet with Barcelona president, Sharon Laporta, about a possible move to the Spanish side, uh, potentially in the summer. Nothing's been agreed as of yet, or anything is just... Or probably ever to... will. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Uh, he's just, once again, gone over to talk about uh, a potential move and what uh, Barcelona would potentially offer Harling should he go. Well, it's, it's, it's weird enough. It's weird enough seeing Mino Raiola come out of his shell when it's not an international break. Mm-hmm. This has to break over now. Get lost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't see it happening personally. No, we went through this. There's only like two or three clubs that can realistically sign him. Yeah. Even in these times. 100% agree with you there. Um, but you never know. It's just one that we're going to have to wait and see. But a reminder that he's £75 million release clause doesn't come into... Uh, effect until next summer so yeah, that's gonna be irrelevant yeah you're gonna have to wait and see what Borussia Dortmund's asking prices I've seen some say as high as 150 million I generally saw I think I'm whether I misread it well it was something like to Man City trying to sign it was always some 600 million package or something yeah <laughs> with wages like fuck off <laughs> that's just not gonna happen you know and then it was quite funny it was how they're gonna sign Grealish as well for 100 million <laughs> Uh, middle not, finger <laughs> just make up absolute rubbish honestly some of these reporters do like last year it was greatest to Man United this season it's going to be greatest to Man City yeah I mean I could understand greatest to Man United like last 
summer that made a bit of sense especially if <laughs> Villa if no if Villa were going to go down before uh, they stayed up obviously that's what I was on about oh you can dream but yeah it, it's not going to happen anymore yeah, because Villa are bastards from holding him you know to sign for his boyhood club exactly <laughs> but yeah I don't see Haaland joining Barcelona but yeah. well, then again if FFP is getting removed well then yeah that can be easy for that to happen yeah, blow your load lads exactly right uh, any more news or is that your lot it appears to be the lot right uh, like I said we'll be back at the start of next week to round up all the inter- um, like international freaking hell what am I saying international the international breaks yeah, I knew you were a big fan <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back to round off the uh, Premier League fixtures and anything else that happens around the world of football and have a look back at our predictions league and until then make sure you like comment and subscribe if you're listening to on youtube download us if you're listening to on spotify and give us a five star rating on apple Podcasts, and uh follow us on twitter as well and until monday it's goodbye from me and goodbye from a co-presenter Brett. remember we need to know if gunasaurus is still at arsenal <laughs> yes and until next week we'll see you soon <laughs>